Hey guys, so today Lauren and I have a fun episode. We have my boyfriend on, Frank. I talk about him in probably, I want to say it every episode at least once or twice. His name is brought up, so he finally has joined us. He says that we paid him to be on this, and we definitely did not. Um, just wanted to put that out there. So um, I hope you guys enjoy. Let's talk 30. All right, guys, we have Frank the Tank on. My pleasure. <laughs> Frank the Tank. My name is Frank. I know Stephanie, and that's why I'm on the podcast. <laughs> How do you know me? And I'm also getting paid a lot of money, so $250. <laughs> oh, I know Stephanie because we're roommates. Um, we met on a dating app called Hinge back in 2020. No, 2019. 2019. Ooh, so yeah. she's been obsessed with me ever since and uh, follow me around, follow me into my, my apartment now. And uh, yeah. So yeah. how long have you been roommates? Oh, um, like four months since we May. have been, yeah, May. So six months now. Yeah. Six months. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Like half a year. Yeah. God I God. know. Isn't that wild? What was the, Life have you best. ever had a female roommate besides your sister? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just really yeah, threw me off there. That's just uh, like a bird. Or no, <laughs> I I lived with uh, two girls in grad school. Wow. Yeah, that's what I said too. Did, Gabe did, and Audrey, shout out to them. Didn't you live with Gabe as well? Yeah. Fuck Gabe. <laughs> Fuck his dumbass. He actually listens to this. So fuck you, Gabe. But uh, I love you, Gabe. I found this girl named Devin. She's crazy, but she had a, a post up on Craigslist. For like a roommate in Gainesville. When okay. I was going back to grad school. I didn't know anyone up there. Devin is also it. not crazy because I hope Devin listens to the podcast. Shout out to Devin she's as well. Crazy. She told me to, she's, she essentially was the one that prompted me to ask for a raise. Okay. Yeah. 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 She is a strong leader. feminine woman. So, yeah. anyway, sorry to cut you off. Okay. She flashed me her boobs one time accidentally. Okay. While we were living together. <laughs> Well, I, I was going to say, maybe, maybe I should rephrase my question. Oh, okay. Have you ever had a female roommate that you had sexual contact with? No, I've never lived with the girlfriend. Yeah. So, oh, okay. This is. Yeah. So, so what was the yeah. biggest change for you, Steph? Um, I mean, not, I'm not able to watch Bravo nearly half as much. <laughs> I think that's a positive change. Yeah. I think everyone would agree. Mm. Like I really do really <laughs> feel like this is have. a mainly female fan base, so <laughs> I literally have cut it down a ton, like to the point where I don't know what's going on at half the housewives. And I like I used to live and breathe it. So it is a positive change, but also Yeah. I can't keep up my social conversations with my girlfriends without it. Because the girls that I have a group chat with, housewives, that's mm. got a solid group. They know all about all the housewives. So I don't have Bravo. I would like the listeners to know that as we're talking about mm. this, National Geographic, I believe, Planet Earth is, is playing yeah. in the background. It's better so. for your mind than housewives um, yeah, drama. That's my life. He puts that on a Saturday morning, which actually is not that bad. I, there's a good recommendation we have about like changes in biodiversity and just like yeah i'm sorry what kind of podcast is this (laughs) cut that shit out um okay frank what was the 
the biggest adjustment for you? Uh, I think it was just living with someone again. I lived upstairs here for like three years by myself. And the first time living by myself ever since I was like a kid. Um, since you moved out with your sister. Since I moved out with <laughs> my family. <laughs> and, so just not having anyone else around, like the dishes, if there's dishes there, they're yours, it doesn't really bother you. It's like your own mess where you keep it as clean as you want. So you're saying stuff's messy? I didn't say no. that. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just the little things, like she left like like a wine stain on the counter the other day. Yeah, I did. Like, I even got rattled by that. I was like, shit, I left, yeah, the, the wine. The air conditioning. Like, I leave the air down really low. Yeah. He leaves it at like 77, 78 during the day. We're, well, I'm home. I like crank that down and I put it back up before he comes home. I should be telling him. Right, we'd be great roommates. But, uh, yeah. I leave my air at 77. Talk to me that about. is like scorching hot in the summer. Are you guys crazy? During the what summer you do? I'm sorry, can you afford your house at 61 degrees all summer long? She'll have a sweatshirt on and be like, it's hot, let's turn it down. I'm like, well. Steps one, or where spaghetti strap? <laughs> yeah, really yeah. Nice. Well, I would say honestly, I feel like we had a really easy transition living together. Um, the biggest challenge is because if and most friends who know, we moved um, upstairs, which his parents own this building. We had an apartment downstairs and upstairs. We lived upstairs in the smaller one for a little bit, little bit because they were renovating the downstairs, and that was probably the biggest stress of it all. It really wasn't us changing our habits too much. It was like me probably nagging him about the renovations downstairs because I wanted to move down here sooner. So I was like, what's done? What's going on? You know? Yeah. Um, I, yeah. Also not very much help during the process. Yeah. No, yeah, no I really wasn't. Because like, I didn't, I didn't have, no, I didn't know what to do. You don't know how to renovate. No. Right. It's a lot of questions. So a lot of questions, a lot of nagging. And like, I probably annoyed him. So then when we moved down here, you could tell we both had like an ease. Like you, you, I felt the ease in our relationship in terms of like now we were like, all right, we have our situation. Mm-hmm. Now it's his Frank didn't have a monkey on his back anymore. <laughs> Which listeners should know, what do you do for a living? There's a monkey on my back, man. What's that? I don't know. You know oh, a monkey on your back? I'm a construction manager. So Steph wow. was nagging the construction manager about oh, renovations. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just wanted to point that out. <laughs> yeah, like this is his life. <laughs> well, no, you manage contractors doing the I don't construction. Have to do it, yeah. No, it was a good learning experience for yeah. me as well. And uh, yeah, like managing a small little project, but uh. And now you have a beautiful yeah. little European flat. Yeah. Very European. Flat, it is yeah. cute. Yeah, I mean, I think really tying into our first podcast together, like societal pressure and us, me talking a lot about. Have wanting a house and all that I've like my I certainly do want a house still but it's really nice because we have a really cozy situation and we're saving a bunch of money well yeah the plan is to start really saving money on mine he's been saving better than I would but I am but um yeah I've been able to finally just be like happy with the situation Good. I still I still bring it up once in a while a house but I just have to set expectations with myself is not happening for yeah. a little bit longer. Yeah, that's I right. think like moving yeah. together, moving in together, that's a good thing. It's like the first stress that we've ever had in like our relationship. Like we were dating like mm-hmm. a year and a half or something, you know. Mm-hmm. So then moving in together is like a new thing, but then also the stress of like the place not being ready for us, and then kind of like between two spots. So I think it was it's a good thing for 
couples to go through a little bit of stress, especially early on. I, you know? A thousand percent. I think too many people get engaged and married not having gone through yeah, anything life-altering or stressful. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, any advice for couples who are about to move in or who have just moved in? My advice is always to buy a poopery. 100%. <laughs> he already had it when I moved in, too. <laughs> What'd you say? He said just, just poop in the office. <laughs> I poop outside mostly. <laughs> He's a hole outside. Yeah, get back my, there. Walls and I. Like Frank, what's this trap door? Oh, it's to the latrine. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. No, I don't know. I think I guess giving each other like time away. I guess it's like the opposite of living together, but like doing mm-hmm. things apart with each other. I think it's just the little stuff that like kind of irks you, gets annoying, and then it's just you're fighting about stupid little shit. So mm-hmm. you have a good social group. You go do your things during the weekdays. I do sometimes as well. It's like yeah. It's good to be apart for a little bit. Yeah. I think before you, you uh, came over tonight, we were talking about that. Like we have things coming up and um, most of the time we do things on our own. Like you've done trips without me. I've done the same, but sometimes that time apart is good. Mm-hmm. But then I'm probably the one that wants to spend like, sometimes I like want to do social events with him. Mm-hmm. Like it depends if it's like a, like an event with like, a bunch of couples sometimes I'm like oh, I want you to be there but I go I don't really mind being like that like single person and going yeah, a bunch of couples <laughs> also yeah I've been no stranger to before I was single I would hang out with my two friends that were one was married and one was um, I think engaged or just in relationship them just the them four mm-hmm. I would hang out with them I did New Year's Eve with them I just hung out with them. I didn't even have like a, I think I was like dating then. I had like prospects on the table, but I was like pretty single and I loved it. I was like, cause it was kind of like nice. Like, I don't know. They also gave me feedback and like of the dating, like probably. I'm about to fifth wheel hardcore at Thanksgiving. So it's my mom and her new boyfriend and then my brother and his girlfriend and then me. And then my mom was like, well, Scott might bring his friend, Leslie. He's from the Bahamas. I'm like, great. Is he single? My mom was like, yeah, but he's very gay. I was like, okay. <laughs> that won't work. Okay. Well, you have time. You can get on the dating apps and find somebody before Thanksgiving. I have no intention of bringing anyone home for no. Thanksgiving. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. You okay. probably have more fun and not be stressed, honestly. What yeah, was so. your biggest change when you moved in with your, like, in your last relationship? Um, yeah, so he's the only one that I ever lived with. I think we called him Juan on the first season of the podcast because I have a hard time not saying a name. So sure, sure, we'll call him Juan. Juan. We'll call him Juan. 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 Um, I had lived alone before, and so, but I before right before I moved in with him, I lived with my best friend at the time and her sister, and we had lived together for I think two years at that point. Um. I think for me, it was adjusting to his schedule because he was in school and then became a firefighter. So then it was like 24 on, 48 off and like figuring that out. But to Frank's point, the nice thing about his schedule was that every third day I had 24 hours to do whatever I wanted. Yeah. So I could watch, I could watch Bravo if I wanted. I could cook the stuff that he doesn't like to eat. I could have my girlfriends over. That's kind of nice, honestly. Um, Yeah. It was good. But I think too, just being more considerate of someone. So no, I don't need to ask you for permission to do things, but like I had to get used to, Hey, 
my friends want to do this on Tuesday. Like, do you mind if I go? And like, obviously he doesn't care, but it's just being considerate. And yeah, that took getting used to for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, say date night, I think, is also very important to maintain because, like, if you live separately, you always meet up for, like, dates and stuff like that. But if you just get into the routine, so we usually do Wednesday night, like a date night, one night during the week. And it could Thanks just for be... including me on your date night tonight. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I know. We kind of fell off of it a little bit when yeah, we moved we in together because it's like... I think we need to get better at that. Yeah, we do need to get better at that. Maybe but we, just, like, we kind of shifted it, like, Fridays. Yeah. Thursday, Fridays, because I like Steph was great about yeah. keeping it because, like, we would try the K Force girls, we would get together once a month, but we, like, Steph told us, like, if it's Wednesdays, I can't come. Yeah. That's right. I did. And she held felt weird about it, but Easy I did. Easy choice. <laughs> I was like, sorry, I'm date night. If somebody else told me that, I'd be like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> yeah. fuck it's off. And now I'm like, oh no, it's date night tonight. And I just felt like that girl, you know? But it makes sense because <laughs> if you start to make okay well this time but then the next week well but this is like if you let one thing interfere then it kind of snowballs and then you haven't had a date night in six weeks right yeah Yeah. something to look forward to even it's just like cooking together but you actually like talk for a little bit and stuff it's not just your normal routine so yeah i went to a Mm -hmm. restaurant um on saturday night and i'd never seen this before but they had a little box on the table with a placard on it and it said by placing your cell phone here we promise that you will have a more enjoyable meal an improvement in your relationship and definitely a better gastronomic experience that's nice and i'd never seen that before and i was like that's such a like easy quick little reminder of you know what i don't need my phone right now granted i put it in my bag because if i left it there i would forget it in the little box Mm -hmm. um but i just thought that was really great yeah i do i think that's like a really good piece of advice for a lot of people because yes i do go on instagram a lot and all that but i do when i'm out with like even friends and you i do feel like oh you's about to say something different i feel like i put my phone away no you're good with your phone i am i am good i do think you want to be present as much as possible. Yeah. Um, gosh, oh, social more media, that's a whole other How do you feel? Yeah. This is one of my questions. Mm. How do you fe- how do you feel about social media and how do you use social media? I used to be more active on Facebook. Steph's telling me to raise my volume, but I like to share pictures and stuff like that, obviously on Facebook, same with Instagram. But now I'm mostly just on Instagram and I don't think it like puts me in a like, happy mood. So I'm pretty negative towards like just social media, I guess, when I'm really talking about Instagram in general. It's like a lot of the funny memes, it's good to laugh. But I think it just kind of like dulls your sense of humor too. Like then you're just like repeating memes. It's like, oh, I saw that on the internet too. I don't know. Do you then, follow like, a lot of outdoors things since you're very outdoorsy? Yeah, I have two accounts. <laughs> so, Speaking of somebody who's on social media. Put your plug in here, put in your plug. First Mag Florida. I will plug that, yeah, too. First Mag Florida. So that yeah. one is like, yeah, my separate account, and that one is mostly other people that like go to rivers and go kayaking and fishing and stuff like that. So it's mostly just beautiful images, a lot of wildlife. So I don't feel like wasting my time on that one very much. I kind of like looking at it. But like in general, you just see other people like being super happy. You see things you don't have. I know like it, I've seen it affect Stephanie's mood before. She like saw someone like with the Instagram live, like their new house or whatever, and she's just like in a bad mood for like, the next like hour. So I don't see like the, the positive side of it. Like I think if you 
like get rid of it or just like sign off like after like a week you just kind of uh, you don't miss it yeah i think it's good to do like a social media cleanse every now and then mm-hmm. maybe we talked about this before i purged mine and i went through people that i was following it was like when i look at your page or when your things pop up in my feed does it make me happier or does it spark curiosity like no goodbye yeah um so i feel like i've gotten really good i honestly use mine mainly for workouts and recipes for cooking yeah that's typically what i follow now i mean there's a lot of great stuff on social media don't get me wrong yeah i do think there's just a lot of things we need to like you said get rid of your get rid of those accounts that make you feel down about yourself but also if you do see things that like you said like a house that was really jealous of it did really shift my mood is just knowing how lucky you are and i know that's really hard but it's a it's a mindset that takes it's gonna take time for you to really focus on the important things in life and that's really not that important um because yeah like you said when i it when that time comes it's gonna i'm gonna want something else yeah, I'm gonna yeah you always else. want more. There's always someone with a bigger house than you, more money. Yeah, and it's all about comparing. Never better looking, though. Not better looking at yourself, no. But. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you guys seen The Social Dilemma, like the movie? Like, yeah. Their whole job is to get you to spend as much time on there as possible. It's super addictive. Mm-hmm. Like, you can just scroll endlessly and there's advertisements. That's My mind was blown after watching that. Yeah. I mean, it all makes perfect sense but just even to hear the people who created it say that they don't let their children right. have yeah, it their kids do it they limit them it's just like mm-hmm. it was bad for you you are the product like so i don't know i try to be mindful of that and that's why i get on stephanie a lot when she's on instagram also stephanie's bad like multitasking if she's on instagram which she doesn't do like out in public but she'll sit on the couch and do it like i'll ask her a question and she won't respond or she'll respond with like 10 seconds later <laughs> And so, <laughs> or he'll ask her, "What do you want for yeah. dinner?" And she'll yeah. say, "Yeah, that's fine." Right. And then, like... and then he's making him like, "What are you making?" Uh, like I really wasn't listening; I just was answering. Yeah. So mm. he's he's definitely done a lot of positive things for me around limiting my intake on Bravo, you know, reality TV, TV in general. I'm remoting Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> and. <laughs> And being on social media, like, I will go on it a lot, so but not, I try not to go on around you too much, because I'm like, he's like, he takes my phone, he's like, and he thinks it's hilarious, but sometimes I, I laugh, but sometimes I'm like, I was, yeah, <laughs> that, would, that would definitely irk me yeah. in certain situations. He, like, slaps it away, and I'm like, and he laughs, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know why I was telling this to you <laughs> the other day, um, but we were talking about when couples get in fights, and... I've seen this on social media, but I just think it's so funny. And I'm a type of person that would definitely, this would diffuse my anger very quickly, but it's, you know, let's say Frank, you and Steph are arguing mm-hmm. and she's telling you like, I'm just so mad at you right now. And you just say, okay, Steph, hang on one second, hold that thought. And then you go to the closet and get like a towel or a blanket and then you come back and tie it around her neck and tell her it's a cape so now she's super angry (laughs) (laughs) and i don't know why i was like if someone did that to me that would totally like diffuse the situation i don't think some people i don't know they might murder you i feel like some friends that i have would be absolutely super angry after that and irate but i just thought that was so funny yeah a good like little (laughs) 
I feel know. like you would totally do something like that. There's a lot of things where I'm just like impatient or whatever, and then Frank like just does like some type of smile. And he's I don't just, get as mad. I don't get mad very easily. He does not get mad so at all. People getting mad about stupid little things, in my view, it just kind of makes me laugh. So, yeah, that's what he does, which can really make me angry. But then yeah. you will be like, "All right, Stephanie." <laughs> you'll you'll calm me down and then the way you do it though does make me laugh but i do think for other women that would make them probably more angry the way you mm. smile like in a certain way because you think it's funny it's they funny. probably will they would lose it but for me <laughs> luckily enough i'm like whatever that's why it works yeah it does work yeah. because yeah he literally doesn't get when we have fights it's it's which is not i don't think necessarily a great thing is like we're pretty quiet so we need to we need to sit on it for one day, quiet, and then, which I don't think is a bad thing actually for a lot of people to think about it, sitting down for a day and just like thinking through why you're angry, and the next day having a very yeah, adult as long, conversation. As long as you come back and address the situation, I think that's fine. It's when people yeah. don't never talk about it. it and then never address it, mm-hmm. well, it's going to reoccur. So you um, have to talk about it. Yeah. 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 You're good at bringing it back up later on. I yeah. usually just shut down. I think mean things about you. <laughs> I know. And then I, He's got a booty ball you in the closet. Well, we well one last um, thing about this conversation, and then we'll move on. But like when we were in the car last week, I fell asleep. I was exhausted on Sunday. We were going up to Brooksville, Florida, to see his parents and his sister's birthday for for his sister's birthday. Oh, his old roommate. It's old roommate. <laughs> Also known as, yep. And I fell asleep in the car, and when I wake up from naps, I'm pretty, like, cranky. I just, like, don't want to talk. And he, before I fell asleep, we were on, like, 40 miles left of gas, and I think it takes 47 miles to get to Brooksville. So we get on this, like, one of the ways to Brooksville, the longer, not the longer way, the shorter way, but there was the way there's no gas station. So I immediately was like, Frank, you you're you're gonna run out of gas he's like i don't know i can't see how many miles were left it it went blank and i was just like what and i just was like frank shouldn't have went this way yada yada and then just so mad for no yeah it really no reason but also like you could have went like maybe the other gas station so i moved on but then i could tell he was like quiet about it the rest of when we got to brooksville he was quiet and we were outside and i was like hey sorry about that like He's like, it's okay. But he wouldn't have brought that up. He was definitely, you were definitely upset, but you wouldn't have brought that up. I know you wouldn't. Maybe he realized that he had no reason to be upset. No. <laughs> That's why he didn't bring no, it up. Oh, no. Yeah, but I apologize. But that's the thing, I think, with relationships is you do have to hold yourself accountable when you're wrong. And I was definitely wrong um, in the situation. So I, I think that's why it works. But if there are couples that have a really hard time holding themselves accountable and, per, like, you know, having that ownership of, like, I fucked up. So if you can't have yeah. ownership in your own life, you should not be in a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, sorry. Deep. I agree. True. Like, I think that's a really... It's important, even in friendships. You're gonna fuck up. Own up to it. Apologize. Yeah. Don't do it again. Gotta say I'm sorry. Sometimes, like yeah. you just gotta. Some people hate doing it. I'm like, why? It's not that big of a deal. I'll just say sorry. One word. Sorry. Hopefully <laughs> yeah, they say it like that too. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Really sorry. sorry. Yeah, that was. I felt annoyed when I said that. I was like, why did you say it like that? 
So, but anyway, I thought that was good. I think that's good. I'm sure you've been through like your fair, every couple has their fair share. Have you ha, have you been one that always says sorry, or are you silent one? Um, I'm definitely not silent. I'm the type of person who, if there's something wrong, I want to know what is wrong. Even if you need if you need 24 hours to sit and stew on it, that's fine. But at least tell me why you're mad. Like I, my I remember the biggest fight that one one and I got in. Um, he would not talk to me. I had done something. I had said something and it really upset him. And we never honestly, we didn't fight a lot. We had pretty decent communication. Um, but there was one night where I mean, it shit hit the fan and he would not tell me why he was upset. And that just irked me to no end. Cause I said, I will leave you alone. If you can just tell me what I did or what happened, I just want to know what happened. I'll let you go. Like I'll go sleep upstairs, whatever you want to do. I just don't like going to bed knowing that you're so upset and I don't understand why. And he just would not tell me. And I mean, it got ugly. Um, he just didn't want to talk about it. He didn't want to talk right? about it. But you wanted to force him to talk about it? I did. I wanted to force him to give me a one sentence answer of I'm pissed because ultimately it was because I made a comment that I was disappointed in him. Mm. That's what it boiled down to. And that's something that really is upsetting to him is when people he cares about are disappointed in him. Of course. Yeah. But if he had just said, you said X in the car, mm -hmm. give me 24 hours. Because the next day, yeah, we sat down and we talked about it and everything else that we said <laughs> that night when we were angry. Um, I just, I don't like knowing that I've upset someone, but not knowing why. I don't need to dig in and it, like give an excuse for why I said what I said or why I did what I did. Like, just let me know so that now I can go and think about what I said and what I did and how that affected you. Cause that yeah. night he's thinking about it, but I'm going, I'm going to bed not knowing what I did wrong. I can't mm -hmm. think about how to change my actions or change my words in the future. Like I don't even know what happened. So I, I will say that I feel like I'm very good at owning up when I have done something wrong. I've definitely fucked up a lot. Um, but I have no shame in, calling and apologizing, but I do expect the same in return from a partner. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Has so. to. Has to. Yeah. yeah. And you, you do as good job as well. Like definitely owning. Yeah. That, that is important to me too. Is yeah. I can't just, it can't be one-sided yeah. for sure. And don't apologize if you don't mean it. That's what, probably one of my pet peeves. Yeah. People who say I'm sorry, just to say I'm sorry and move on and get over it. Well, that's just, it's going to build up to something way bigger down the line. Cause yeah. that's still a problem. Yeah, for that person. They're like, they don't really believe that sorry means anything. Yeah. There's not nothing behind it. I'll do that. Yeah. Like some people, like, it's hard for them to, like, process when they're mad, too, though. I'm not taking one side of this, but, like. I could see that. You have, like, we did that emotional intelligence, like, quiz mm -hmm. at my last job. Like, a huge thing. But, like, some people, it's hard for them to understand what their emotions are and why they're, why they're feeling that way. They could be better at, like, understanding that. I upset Stephanie. She's upset. I can read that she's upset, and I know why she's upset. But it's harder for you to do that to your own self. Like maybe, yeah, maybe in that situation you knew exactly what made him mad, but maybe not. It's like it takes you time to kind of process your own emotions. And things That's like fair. That. Mm -hmm. What's not fun is dating a lawyer. 
um, when I was dating oh CJ, yeah, um, his first year in law school, mm-hmm. every fight was like a court. Mm. Might have been fun for him. Battle. Okay, oh, he, I it. feel like he thr- <laughs> like he would pick fights just so he could like give Stand his up, defense. Right. Practice. I mean, yeah, it was those practice. fights were the I learned a lot, but I was just like you were like going to battle every day. Mm. Yeah, that's that's too much. Some but, people like yeah, to argue, some people yeah. do like to argue. Yeah, there's couples that love it. That's like yeah, where they, they get their sexual energy from. Yeah, sexual energy. Yeah, they have like makeup sex after. Yeah, mm, okay. yeah. Do I need to? We don't do. We don't do yeah. that. <laughs> Should I go? Podcast <laughs> over. <laughs> Say something that'll get us to fight each other. Really. Yeah, yeah. We'll have an argument. Yeah, lead lead us lead us into an argument. Yeah, it definitely does not turn me on. Yeah, me either. No, I, yeah, we both know that does not turn yeah. us on. Interesting though. Um, okay, so I thought you were gonna go into what does turn you on. I was like, oh, I'm really gonna go now. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> Frank, what? No, I'm kidding. What turns you on? All right, so um, since. Obviously, our podcast a lot about dating. Mm-hmm. Okay, I yeah, know. I have a question about that before you go on. <laughs> what makes you two think? No offense, that you guys should be qualified <laughs> to give advice about oh. dating and things. I was listening to your your uh, your podcast, your most recent episode. You mm-hmm. talked a lot about dating profiles, do's, don'ts, first dates, things like that. Right. How many why do you think you guys are uh, qualified for this? I'll kick it off because I do feel like I'm definitely by far no expert. Mm-hmm. But if I had, so let's just, I'm going to put my friend, my friend I lived with for a number, I don't want to, we're trying not to use the names here. So my friend I lived with for like seven years. So most people who know me know who this is. But she would say, I probably went, like, I went on so many dates. Mm-hmm. I, um, I had probably my first like love when I was like 19 so Mm -hmm. I to me that's like a little bit of like a late bloomer like 1920 um I didn't really know how to navigate relationships so when I hit my 20s I was like all over the place and figuring out what I wanted so I dated a lot like and then I had two serious relationships in my 20s um those two taught me a lot so in the middle a ton about myself and what I wanted but with between those I really did I explored I was very open-minded to meeting different types of personalities and I think I've been through every scenario in terms of heartbreak Mm -hmm. like I really got my heart crushed I was not afraid of getting my heart broken which turned really did suck at the same time so I feel like I'm able to speak to giving people advice who were single and dating because I've really put myself out there and I've been through different situations but I'm no expert I can definitely only speak from experience so that would be my take on why I thought it'd be really exciting and I just have a lot of fun stories to share about dating um so my friend was like you should do a podcast about it so that's what got me here solid answer yeah well a good experience for the young guns out there yeah young guns and then I and then I met you and I I think honestly though ending this is um is I wouldn't have been ready for you in my mid twenties because you are just like something way beyond. Like I've, I would have, I, I wouldn't have think I thought I was ready for you because you're so 
like buttoned up, you're the sweet guy, you have your shit together, you're you listen really well. I always was going for like big personalities. You hide your red flags I really always went for really big personalities that wanted to be the center of attention of a room. And I realized throughout dating that I didn't need that. I actually wanted somebody who was a sweetheart and you really are a sweetheart That's and nice. everybody loves you. And I, you. I realized that's incredibly important to me in like work ethic and stuff. So I wasn't ready for you in my 20s. And I feel like throughout that dating experience, I became ready for somebody like you. So I do think for other people who date, get out there and stuff, you kind of figure out what you want, don't want. So do you, do you guys need a moment? <laughs> Because that was in high school as well, so that was one of the factors. Wait, what about high school? When you're in your 20s? No, uh, no we're not that old. Oh, yeah. Well, wait, what? What? That when you were in your mid-20s, he was still in high school. That's why you were uh, ready for him. Okay, guys, he's two years younger than me. Fuck off. Two and a half, everyone. She's 33, I'm 30. Do the math. Oh, wow, yeah. Okay, you're turning 31 in February. I just Lord. turned 33. <laughs> Um, I'm qualified to do this podcast thanks to the Constitution and the freedom of speech. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, Lauren. So, so anyone can have a podcast approach. Okay. Well, I have had three yeah. serious relationships in mm -hmm. my adult life. Uh, I've done the online dating thing, and yeah. I feel like I'm qualified because I'm giving my opinion. I agree. I'm not and she went you, through it. You know, this is what you have to do. This is what you should do. It's just this was my experience, and this is how I handled it. And yeah. I'm with you. I think you guys give good yeah. advice. Like you guys have gone through some like shitty dates and stuff like that. Like you said that you drove to St. Petersburg on a first date or some stupid shit. Oh, you picked me up. Yeah, yeah. Right. So like, I think you give good advice for anyone. Don't date doing... someone with three DUIs. Right. I mean, that's yeah. an obvious one, but sure. And like, also, some of us have to live through it to give that advice to others. <laughs> And also, you like navigated something incredibly difficult. Write that one down. Yeah, you I know, you survived a broken engagement. Yeah, that's like yeah. for some people, like that's a like, incredibly that's a, that's a really big life change and something yeah. you saw your future that was ripped away from you. So, I think also five years of dating somebody—that's a long time to yeah. really yeah. speak to every situation in a relationship. We'll say that for another day. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yes, I, I do feel like that has given me a lot of perspective on relationships. Yeah. Especially that I've taken the time to really reflect on that relationship and like where things went wrong, when I should have spoken up, what I should have said, both things. I mean, we're still friends, friendly. I shouldn't say friends, we're friendly. Um, and we still talk, and I think we're able to have that relationship because we both realized. I don't know. That's a whole other day. But yeah. yeah. Whole another podcast. Yeah. Episode. It is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Something we'll eventually dive into, maybe a little bit more. Um, but what you were gonna say before Frank challenged our next question. That was I a, good, a challenge. You know I what? You guys to speak on. I thought was, you did a very good job, and. I thought that was a really good question though, because I think we like. Nice. I I sometimes like to be interviewed. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll do that for an episode we just interview each other <laughs> yeah um so i got one if you don't. yeah please do lauren kick it off all right so online dating mm -hmm. what were red flags to you when you were looking at girls profiles like immediate red like not even scrolling any further 
XNA on the profile, which obviously some of this is personal preference, but what were your red flags when you were looking at girls' profiles? Yeah, I think if you're looking at profiles, mostly about just like attraction beginning, right? It's like your first barrier. So if it's just like like five selfies of the girl just like neck up in a row, that's a red flag. Neck up. Yeah. So now if there were two neck up and a full body, does then that that's change that's not it? a red flag, yeah. Then that's really okay. So we're thinking maybe she's a butterface. Or no, that's the opposite of a butterface. Everything's hot, butterface. Butterfaces are somebody has a really hot body. Yeah. So I said, yeah, that's the opposite. Yeah. Seems like a lot of like larger women out there on the dating apps. We can delete this out. But <laughs> nope. <laughs> I mean it's Diane. It's Diane. They'll do that. They'll take five pictures of just their face. People who aren't comfortable with their bodies might take a yeah. lot of yeah. face selfies. Right, but I don't know what if that does a lot of good. I think you should just have. You don't have to like be in a bikini or a guy. You don't have to like have your shirt off, but you should have a picture of your whole self. I mean, Frank, you had two shirtless photos in your profile. Well, yeah, guys. And after listening to the last podcast, I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Well, so I regret my no, but your pictures were tasteful. It wasn't you in the gym mirror or the bathroom mirror. It was right. you on like the river. In the middle of an adventure. Natural setting. Natural setting. Very natural setting. Right. Yeah. Wasn't even flexing very much. He had some good photos. So <laughs> um, he, uh, everybody, he downloaded Hinge today, paused it though, so nobody could see it. But I almost had a panic attack because I said, Frank, people are going to see you. And, but it was. Anyway, now I do. Pictures. Yeah. I did remember your profile after looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. I thought your, I thought your profile was great. Yeah. Thank you. Well, I mean, obviously yeah, you you connected. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, thanks for picking me. <laughs> no, thanks for picking me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's like funny because it is like a difficult. I I believe in it, um, but I've always said it's a paradox of choice. It's, it's online dating, but when he did re-download it, I tried getting on his old messages. <laughs> you had twelve open messages. So you were talking to twelve women. At least. <laughs> This is what happened. I tried getting in, guys, but he like pulled the phone away. <laughs> well, a lot of it was like blurred out. This is old like shit. profiles like are like blurred out. You can't see anything because he's two years but... ago. Yeah. But no, that's so... a red flag. Also, like if they're like the opposite end of that, it's just like girls sometimes go on there just for like Instagram. I think like they just have a bunch of pictures. They're super hot, and they have like the Instagram link. So like trying to get more followers. Also, influencer like, stuff. Like, <laughs> just in case, but I'm not gonna like. Try to come up with a clever thing to to write on there. So yeah. Yeah, but I think attraction is like the first filter on any of those apps. Like if you're attracted to them or not. My advice is like, kind of be like my advice to Ryan. Like he's the guy that we talked. You guys talked about that like complained about girls like stenciling their eyebrows or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. Have your Stupid. range. Like if you're mildly attracted to her, like swipe, start a conversation or whatever, mm-hmm. and then see how it goes. Like. If you start to like somebody, they're going to become more and more attractive to you, I think. Like, yeah. So I think just, like, be open and then go on mm-hmm. some first dates and stuff like that. And then try to keep the date short. So, mm-hmm. like, if she is super not attractive to you, like, way worse than the photos or something like that, then it's just one cup of coffee, one beer, and then yeah, move on with your life. Yeah. I had mm-hmm. uh, a friend drop me off on a first date at Sam and Eddie's, and we get to Sam and Eddie's and I realized who the the guy is and I was like 
keep going, keep going, keep driving, oh, keep shit. driving. She was like, what? What do I, what do I do? I was like, I don't know, go around the block. I didn't think on this one. And like, I wasn't going to stand him up. I ended up getting out of the car, but like my initial feedback when I saw him was I am not remotely attracted to you. I'm like, we've mm -hmm. been talking for a couple of days and we, we had a good conversation, but I was like, oh my God. I mean, we ended up going out a few times because I was like, he is such a nice guy. He is so great, but like there just mm -hmm. wasn't that chemistry for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember seeing him and just like, I was like, Ashley, drive around the block. Can you like, give me a minute to collect myself? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to have that oh shit moment, but hopefully it's just like, I think you just set up short dates yeah. that you can always expound upon, but like, let's go have one drink, that way you're not stuck there for like three hours. Yeah. So when you yeah. find that person in your attraction range, and you mm -hmm. like their profile, mm -hmm. how long do you converse with them before you ask them out on a physical date? There's a lot of competition out there, and you also <laughs> don't want to be like talking to someone that you've never met before, just like like weeks or whatever so i think like a couple of days i think getting the phone number like if you get to that level we're like hey let's text outside of this way let me get your phone number then you should ask them out on a date and so like, like if you start talking to someone on a tuesday like yeah. do you think you'll ask them out by the weekend yeah definitely yeah i think that's kind of like the point of the whole the dating app is to meet people it's not just like to text i had a lot of pen pals Pen yeah. yeah, I had a lot of pen pals. Because of them? Yeah, no. I have no time for that. You know, they just, no, and I didn't want to be the, like, I'm a very, I feel like I'm a very aggressive female in certain aspects. Yeah. And I didn't want to do that on the dating apps. Uh, and so they wouldn't initiate, but they would keep talking. And it was just kind of like two weeks later, it's like, all right, cool. It's right. literally the point of the app is to go on dates with people. So yeah. It's stupid. Yeah. yeah, like just talking to people just boggles me that people just want to do that i'm just like why yeah, barely have enough time to text my friends back and stuff like that like yeah message you back for weeks no you. you asked me out like pretty quickly yeah good yeah he knew there was a lot of competition he knew there was a lot of competition Especially for you yeah that's right frank okay <laughs> yeah if i download a mine and see how many i have <laughs> She's upset about that. I'm definitely leaving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, when he said he downloaded that, I was like, what the hell? He's like, I just wanted to see my old profile. Well, also, to be fair, we were gonna we were gonna question you all about dating today. So very, very cute of you pre prepare. And yeah. you listened to the last episode, so and that was today. Prepared. Was that very today prepared. that you did that? Yeah, yesterday. You did say yesterday? Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Maybe catch up. When, when, catch up when do you think a girl should do you think a girl should pay for a date? And how soon do you think she should offer to pay for a date? Good question. Or go halvesies, Dutch, whatever you want to say. Yeah. Like, oh. Do you think that you should... Actually, sorry. Let me rephrase my question. Start again. Starting over. <laughs> rewind. When you're on the dating app and you ask a girl out for coffee, mm -hmm. do you feel like that's a true first date so the guy should pay for that? Or like this is kind of a we're getting to know each other. We are each going to buy our own coffee. I think it would be awkward to like walk up to Starbucks, order your own coffee, and then pay for it, and then have her or whatever. So no, I think on the first date the guy should pay. I don't think it ever hurts for the girl to offer like to split it, or like hey, yeah, to split it. You won't even like offer to pay for it. Like I think that's always a classy move, especially if you have like drinks and a couple appetizers. Like say hey, let's just split this one or whatever. But I think the guy should should pay for it on the first date. 
second date, third date, like, do you feel like... Yeah, 100%. You pay for the second, you pay for the third. But you pay, you may, you, you pay for the second, you also cook me dinner for the third. But, um... You yeah, pay for most I, of the dates in the beginning. I think, the, especially if the guy initiates it, like I invited you after dinner, I'm gonna pay for it. If you invited me to go, hey, let's after like our third date or whatever, like let's go get some beers, let's go do something. If I think if you pay for a round or whatever, like yeah, yeah. you invited, then I think that would be respected in stage and age. You know what I mean? I went on a date equal, to equal. so after when Juan Juan and I first started dating, he took paid for the first two dates and then I asked him out for the third date mm-hmm. um I was still very broke and so I was like where can I go that's like nice but yeah. like cheap and I was like "Ooh, I'm gonna take him to bar Louie for dollar burger night oh yeah burgers are a buck dollar burger, okay, yeah. how much can like deal yeah Burgers are a dollar, but if you stay there for four hours drinking, mm-hmm. your tab is still over a hundred dollars. <laughs> so you didn't pay for that. I pay well. I paid for it because I invited him out, and I remember Good, getting the tab and being like, "I need to work eight hours of overtime next week." <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Oh my, that's the beauty of working cheaper. But I thought I was so smart. Like, I was like, was "Ooh, smart. dollar burger night. This will be cheap." Oh, the drinks well, that you drink. <laughs> So let me put this out there because, and you may not agree with this, but I do want to think mm-hmm. on the first date, if you're vibing with that person and it's going well and you definitely foresee a second date coming, don't offer to split. As a girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't ever think it's like a bad thing. Like don't offer split. But I do think the I second think... one I did ask you, I remember you might not, but I asked but the second one I did. But I think yeah. the first date does for me. As a woman, I'm sure a lot of women sets that tone a little bit, like, pet, just you're about to. Kiss I don't. I don't want to ask. <laughs> I, I know. You, I know. Someone might interpret like if we went on a date and you offered to split it, then you might also interpret it as the guy like, oh, she wants you to not get the message that she's into you at all, so she wants to just be friends. She's gonna offer to pay for it. Well, that's what I said. So I could, yeah. Uh, I was say if you're not feeling it, you should definitely like, just even pay. Yeah, you should split or really because if you're like, I'm not seeing this guy ever again, I do think you should be like, no, 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 I got it because then it doesn't make your, you feel guilty about being like, that's not working out. But I don't know, like it sets that tone for to know that you're going to pay the yeah. first round. And you should like, so one of my friends told me this and I never offered to, I never offered again on the first date. But after that, I did. I was like, okay, they're going to pay, they pay the first date. Let me offer this time. I hope they still say no. Because it's still early on. Well, and ho- hopefully your first date isn't like dinner at meat market. It's it's bu- it was beers. Yeah. It's yeah. All right. Be it's like, just casual coffee. coffee. That way you can get out of there, especially online dating. If it's like a friend or something or like a friend of a friend. Yeah. Met, if you, you hung out dinner, a few times and you know, like, okay, well, like we've had kind of a connection and now we're finally going out. This isn't weird. Like we're going to maybe not meat market, but we're going to like a nicer dinner. Mm-hmm. Not nicer, but like. You're going to wine and wood for dinner. Mm-hmm. It's not crazy expensive, but it's yeah. not beers and mozzarella sticks. Right. Question for you. Yeah. Well, what if you did offer on the first date, hey, do you want to split? And they Red said flag. yes. And they said sense. yes. Oh, been what there. Is- been there. I've been there too. That's really fun. Yes. And then I really- See, it's a good test. It's a good, it's a good test. And it's a test. yeah, it is. And yeah, so it's a no. Okay. Yeah. So I then we went, I went, oh, not only oh, I drove. 
Who's this fucking loser? Yeah, wait, who is this guy? Is this guy so I, was, I hadn't moved to Tampa yet. I was still living in Naples, but I would come to Tampa like every weekend to hang out with my friend. And I met him out at McDinton's. Mm-hmm. He was in the Air Force, had just moved to Tampa. Um, he was a Blasian. He was very good looking. Um, but we kept in touch, like texting. And I was like, yeah, I'll be back in town this weekend. We should grab dinner. And he's like, yeah, I would love to. So technically, okay. I guess I asked him out. This was his whole thing. So I texted him that Saturday and was like, hey, are we still on for dinner? Um, he's like, yeah, I mean, you let me know. You asked me to dinner. I was like, okay. Oh, no. So I picked I like um, El Puerto in Ybor, which is a great spot. If you haven't been, it's an Argentinian little, it's a house that's an Argentinian restaurant. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. Um, so pick him up. He's in like cargo shorts, high socks, whatever. I'm like, cool. So <laughs> we sit down for by. dinner. Dinner was delicious. He talked the entire time about Chick-fil-A, what his favorite Chick-fil-A sauces were, what sauce goes best with what meal. A lot of deep interest. Chick-fil-A is going to yeah. cater his wedding, which he did get engaged. So I really am oh, curious if Chick-fil-A catered their wedding. Oh my God, um, but the guy comes with the, he's, the, the server comes and he's like, um, is this together or separate? And he just goes, oh, separate. And I was like, oh yeah, I don't mind splitting. He's like, yeah, great. Okay. So we each pay, we go back to the car, I'm leaving the parking garage, and then the woman's like, oh, it's a dollar. And I was like, okay, and I was like, shoot, I don't think I have a dollar cash. Did not make a move for his wallet, did not even say anything to offer to pay the $1 for parking. So I'm in my head, I'm already like, screw you, I'm done. Like, yeah. So I go to drop him off, and he says, are you coming in? And I said, no, I'm good, thank you. He's like, well, it's okay. Like, I have papers that prove I'm clean. Like, we have to get tested all the oh, time for the armed services. Yes. He's trying to fuck with no condom. I was Stuff like, shocked over here. Uh, this fucking no. guy is crazy. I'm good. He must have been over his budget that day. He <laughs> couldn't afford the extra dollar. To get what a dick. Yeah. Oh, I so know. That was my split on the first date experience. So, besides the Chick fil A interest, though, like, if you actually <laughs> liked him, would that have been like, Pretty big yellow flag that he did split that, or would it be a full on red flag? I think if okay. someone asked me to dinner and then asked me to pay for my half, it wouldn't be a deal breaker, but I would kind of question we, we see yellow. Yeah. why. Like, are you unemployed? <laughs> yeah. Are you, like, I don't know. I just, to your point, if you're the one that's doing the asking for the event. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of implied that you're the one who's paying for the activity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I feel like, okay, no, that makes a lot of sense. I, that That is putting things in perspective. I mean, I think our first, especially three, I remember. I'm uh, a gentleman, baby. You, you are very, yeah, I, you've initiated every single one. So... Yeah. Steph never wanted to initiate. Okay. Yeah, she's trying to defend. Did I fuck up? She tells about your guy no, that asked to split with you. Was it like your first? Oh date? no, I've been on a few dates where it's like it is simple stuff. Like, that was it going okay? And then, then I'm like, yeah. I, I mean, I'm telling you, you offered or and they accepted. Or? Yeah, yeah, they've accepted. You know, like um, dinner, drinks. Yeah. Uh, what was I calling a girl? It's like splitting. I went to Kona Grill a lot for dates. That place um, off West Shore. Yeah, you live right back. I lived right over there. A lot of first, because I was single when I lived over there for a while. Right. Um, 
But yeah, no, nothing crazy earth shattering stories. Just like a few guys said, you know, yes to it. Um, yeah, it really did. You have out. second dates with any of them? No. Did nope. they ever try to have a second date yes. with you? Yes. One guy. Yeah. So okay. the data shows. Like I mean, what? Work for you yeah, guys. some guys are just like, yeah, it's wild to think that you think that's normal, baby. But though this is like this generation that we're trying to. You know, female empowerment, female empowerment which, and we don't need men to take care of us. Where's Catherine at? Catherine needs to be a part of this. But she, what would Kat say? Does she offer to split? Cat would no, know. I think Cat still would. has traditional yeah. values in the sense of yeah. if you are inviting someone to do something in a dating mm-hmm. world, it's implied that you're gonna you're gonna pay. I mean I think for the first few times to your point stuff like after you know maybe the third date or the fourth date like hey let's like at least let's split it mm-hmm. or you know whatever yeah but no if you're inviting me to some nice ass dinner i'm not offering to split yeah. it that's your decision yeah, I, I, I think it goes back to like your first date should be simple so like worst case scenario you're spending like 20 dollars or something you're just getting a couple of beers and then like if you yeah. really like them second date's nicer than you like them anyway so it's like right. yeah good money spent some people are stupid <laughs> co-worker of mine but like so like go to like your first date shouldn't be like an elaborate like event and then dinner and like gonna cost you a couple hundred dollars on someone you've never met before totally. i did a first date bitter yeah it, I, I did a first date at ulele and we had been talking for like two weeks but the reason we hadn't met up was because of schedules and where this person lived and their custody mm-hmm. agreement that just was complicated so we had great conversation. We never spoke on the phone though. It was just always texting. And then first date, he asked me to dinner at Eulalie and it was a total flop. Yeah. And I I did offer to pay for half of the tab because in my head I knew like this is not gonna happen again. He drove all the way from Lakeland. Like right. this was not a cheap tab. We did an appetizer, drinks, dinner, like that's, that's not nice cheap. Yeah. Yeah. So I did offer because I knew that I was going to tell him, like, thank you, but I just don't see this going anywhere. And I didn't want mm-hmm. him to be out $200. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. nice of you. It's good to offer, but should never been that situation. You should have just yeah. offered to buy drinks. But I think that's a good red flag is if someone asks you on this elaborate first date. Yeah. Save it for the that, is, that is a little bit of a, that's a good yeah. point. Good, solid red flag. That means just like. Desperate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know about desperate. You said it. You said it. You said that. You both <laughs> said it. I do not have a baritone voice like that. <laughs> you. you said it. It's great to have you know yeah. cool date ideas and be elaborate and all that. But not the first one. That's like when me and Stephanie we went to get beers together. We both ordered a beer at Cigar City. Cigar City Brewery in Tampa. Can we get the tab over or close it? I'm like. Close it. <laughs> yeah, he closed it after the first drink, so I immediately felt uncomfortable. I was like, he hates me. He hates me. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're you know, you power move. You can always open it back up. It's yeah, like, so he really did a power move. Yeah, he was just like, one beer, let's see how this goes. And then, you know, obviously it went well and we had another beer, but I, after like months on the road, I was like, do you remember when you closed the first beer? <laughs> like how Shook her up a little uncomfortable bit. was that for me? Because yeah, it fell and I told people that and they're like, Frank, yeah, that was uncomfortable. It's not, it wasn't really a big deal, but it is funny that women, we 
we nitpick everything. Yeah. So we women, any men are listening to this that you know. Yeah. It's like that nice. meme where they're the couple is laying in bed and the guy's sleeping peacefully and the woman is next to him staring at him and she's yeah. like, he's thinking about all these women. Da 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 da. And the guy's like sleeping in his dream is something about like, like what, are Star Wars what if hot dogs or... could like run marathons or whatever. I don't even know. But yeah. Yeah. we we overanalyze everything. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, I mean, hey, it, it worked out. Um Yeah. I just closed it out because it's a natural habit. That way I don't lose my card. Oh. I've also been on the other end of like dates, like in the beginning. I'm like, oh, this isn't gonna go well. And then like yeah. they were like a couple of drinks and like an appetizer. I was like, oh my god. And you spend a bunch of money on someone that you're not interested in at all. Worst date. Worst date? Yeah. Uh, last yeah. Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> With you, bitch. Last Wednesday is <laughs> for the last two years. Wait, when was it? No, I haven't had any like terrible dates. I've had that one crazy girl I told you about. She was yeah. a good date. That was a good date. She's just crazy. But well, um, when you say crazy, like what did you mean by that again? She's kind of like talk nonstop, and then she also couldn't keep like her train of thought. So she would just be saying something, and then bounce to another topic, and then bounce to another one. But it was very interesting to me because she was just like so nuts. It was like kind of fun. But I remember, like, we were, like, oh, she was, like, holding my hand across the table at the end of it. We were at the Independent, just having some beer, just, just, like, nonstop telling me things, just, like, bouncing around. And I'm, like, at the end of it, I'm, like, do you want to know what I do or do you want to know anything about me? It's just, like, she's, like, oh, my God, yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was nuts. But Maybe was that's a nervous that. habit, though. I feel like I have friends yeah. who, when they're nervous, they just, they can't stop talking. Yeah. Because they're just, they're so nervous. Yeah. And people are uncomfortable with, like, I'm very comfortable with silence. If I'm dating someone, like, I don't mind sitting on the couch and not talking to each other. Like, I'm good with silence. But I think some people, it makes them, even on work calls, if there's, like, a lull, there's certain people that always have to fill that void of yeah. silence. I yeah. think some people, it's, I mean, she very well could be crazy. But... She was certifiable crazy. I went on two days with her. Yeah, and you went and you ended up going on another date with her, which is funny. I'm like, okay. Did, was she the same, or was she a little more? Uh, she was the same, yeah. And that's when I, like, the first, like, you give them that benefit of the doubt, maybe she was a little bit nervous and mm-hmm. stuff like that. She's yeah. Like, Do certifiable. you believe that everybody, within reason, deserves a second date? Yeah, I think the same thing, like, your attraction range or whatever. Like, be open to it, like. Give them a chance. You might be super into them, and they like. I said you like kind of grow more attracted to the people that you like. Same thing with like a first date. If it goes pretty well, then Sorry. or if it goes decent, really. Like that's how I guess kind of sad it is. But online dating is tough. There's a lot of bad dates. So if you have a decent first one, then go on a second date. I mean, what else are you going to be doing anyway? You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely believe in giving people a second shot if you're like you know, interested. You're like, I'm interested. I'm learning more about this person. It wasn't a great day, but I'm interested because I just have a friend that now was dating somebody and she's really happy. It's only been like two, three months maybe. But, um, she said the first date was good. And the second date was like, great. Yeah. She was like, I wasn't sure. But the second date, like turned around everything for her. And I was like, see, that's great. I'm so glad to hear that. So I'm totally about giving people two, three tries. People are less nervous, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's about repetition. Yeah, you know, that's why, like, you're on dating apps. You meet a lot of different people. You go on a lot of different dates, and then like, 
Yeah, try a second date. What do you have to lose? Do you feel like a certain number is too many to be talking to and dating at the same time Ooh, online? Good question. Good question. Uh, probably depends on people's energy level, different people, how extroverted you are. Like for me, it was tough to talk to more than like two or three people just because it's like a drain to me to like text someone I've never met before, I have, you know, and then also like talk to my friends and stuff like that. So I could do like two or three and then like, yeah, try to line up dates and you feel cool if you have like two dates for one weekend, you know, that's a guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So but like my friend Steven, very extroverted guy, he could probably handle more. Mm-hmm. He's probably got going. two dates in Italy, two in two in Cancun, two in Vail, Colorado, two yeah, in the Bahamas. Are. You're right. That's yeah. Fucking. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing very Seven well for fit. himself. Um yeah, I I think that's so difficult is managing all those conversations. That was the tough thing about dating apps because it that was the most exhausting part of it about managing all those conversations. I forgot one guy's name, like when I was on a first date with him, literally forgot his name. Okay, that's a quick little right before you get to the date, you look at their picture, make sure you can recognize them, make sure you practice their name a couple of times. Back me up here, Lauren. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he knew I forgot his name too. He didn't ask me, but he just you can tell Hey, hey. Yeah. Yeah. how's yeah. it going? It was That's just sport. so weird. Yeah. yeah. But I could never talk to more than I I mean you know me. I already have a hard enough time remembering what I tell my friends, let alone, did I tell this guy that or did I tell the other guy that? Like, who did yeah. I tell the story to? And so for me, I'm not a many people at a time kind of dater. Even if it's not serious, I feel like I tend to try to just focus my energy on one person at a time. Yeah. Um, I don't do well juggling yeah yeah i think a lot of people do yeah dating can be fun and dating apps are awesome but it's also kind of like a chore you gotta put some work into it it's work yeah Mm -hmm. kat talks about that a lot that like if you if you really want to reap the benefits of it it's a Mm -hmm. job like you have to make a conscious effort to get on there every day do your swipes respond to messages think like agreed and sometimes you just don't feel like doing that yeah. yeah it's tough it is but and then you end up on friday nights watching great british bake-off with your uh uber eats it sounds like a very lovely it's night. actually a really nice friday night Shout out the cat. <laughs> no that's what i do oh yeah that. that's what i do that's a lauren oh, yeah. that's my friday night routine and it's great it sounds very really lovely. Spend Friday in the prune pole. Yeah, it sounds very really lovely. It's not bad. You have some wine? Yeah, wine, wine. takeout. I just feel like I think in our 20s, Friday was like the night to go out. Like yeah. work would end, yeah. you would go pregame, you would get hyped. Happy hour. Now I'm like, don't invite me anywhere on a Friday. Like yeah. I'll go out and do whatever on Saturday and Saturday night. But I just feel like by the end of the week, I'm just exhausted. Yeah. So I'd rather... I'll go to a good happy hour on Friday. Yeah. Like a light night, like chill night, happy hour. Drink, mm-hmm. Grab some beers at a brewery, but... And dinner, yeah. I just... Yeah, going out, no. Yeah. Well, what other um, questions did you have for Frankie? Because I know you wanted to throw out a couple more. Um. Yeah. Well, two questions left for you on my list. Hit me, Lauren. So we talked about social media and what that does for... You said that you don't really see the positive in it. I don't really see the positive. So what, because I feel like mental health is a much 
bigger issue now and it's something that we're more comfortable talking about and it's something you become more aware of at our age. Mm-hmm. What do you do to maintain what you think is your healthy mental health? Mm-hmm. Not all of us think you're mentally healthy, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> what you call stable. Um, but yeah, like how Good do you question. how do you handle stress? How do you Yeah. How do you find happiness? Like what is your I don't know. How do you maintain your... Good question, Fred. Be sure your voice is raised. Great question, Lauren. (laughs) Let me speak into the microphone here. Fortunately, I've always been pretty consistent with this, but like, I think when you get older too, you know it works for you, which is a positive of being in your 30s now. now I'm old and on this podcast. Um, (laughs) What the hell? Wow. (laughs) Still the episode. (laughs) Frank's done. Good thing I didn't Venmo him that 250 yet. I won't be requested back. I've always exercised is like an easy one, but it definitely works. I think it works for everyone. It's like recommended by everyone. Every expert will say exercise. Like if I go run, just like, like by like the first mile or whatever, like whatever stresses I had from work, relationships, family, like it just kind of pounds out, you know? You can't really think about it anymore. Exercise is a great one. I also know that I need like time like outdoors to like, mm-hmm. I think it's probably being introverted a little bit, but like it's also scientifically proven, like even just like 20 minutes mm-hmm. outdoors a day or whatever, like getting outside for me, kayaking, biking, walking, whatever, that will just improve my mood like tremendously, like into like the next couple of days. Like if I go kayaking by myself on a Sunday or with Stephanie, mm-hmm. like my next Monday, Tuesday, like stress-free. So those are the things that I do. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I do see his mood change, but he does, he's been getting into mountain biking more. Mm-hmm. So I see when he comes back from those, like I give him, like I let him, I was like, do your thing. I'm not going mountain biking with you. I don't have a mountain bike, so I can't go anyway, yeah. but he just comes back like happier. Like he needs that, like yeah. to release whatever he is going on up there. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about anxiety. I mean, you had a conversation it's a whole about conversation, that, but, yeah. but it's similar to mental health, right? It it, it is it mental is, health. Right. Yeah. What do you guys think about like social anxiety, things like that? Like people, a lot of people like smoke because it helps with their anxiety. A lot of people take. Um, it's like the Xanax help with anxiety, mm-hmm. right? Xanax, Xanax Paxil, all that stuff. So Stephanie and I were having this conversation. I'm fortunate that I don't, that I'm pretty good mentally, pretty mentally stable. Mm-hmm. But like everyone has like natural anxieties, right? Like if you're going to be asked to speak in front of your your company or whatever, you're going to be anxious about it. If you have to go to like a big social, if you have to go to a friend's giving, I don't know, like 90% of the people there are going to be a little socially anxious, right? Mm-hmm. So why does like I feel like it's being talked about a lot more like anxiety when does it become like I guess extreme when do you need to be like medicated or like I think when or... it inhibits your behavior negatively so I think there's healthy anxiety like to your point yeah. I've been asked to make a presentation to my company and I'm anxious about it I think that's healthy anxiety but if I can't go to sleep at night because I'm having so much anxiety about whatever is going on in my life at that time and like I'm not able to sleep or I'm so anxious, some people literally get paralyzed from anxiety. They just, they can't move, they can't function. Um, I think when it inhibits your behavior negatively, I think that's a point where you need serious help. 
um, I feel like I've never, I've never dealt with unhealthy anxiety until recently. When I go to bed at night, I feel very anxious. So I had, um, I was talking to my brother's girlfriend about this when I was with them the other weekend, because she's very into kind of spiritual healing and Mm -hmm. shroom, like microdosing shrooms for, you know, different issues Mm -hmm. and things like that. And so we were, we had a really good conversation about it. Um, She gave me some like breathing techniques to try. And there's obviously an underlying issue of why I'm anxious that I need to figure out. And I think sometimes people don't take the time to try to understand why they're anxious. They just immediately go to, well, I'm anxious, I need Xanax, or I'm anxious, I need this, versus let me try to understand why I'm feeling this anxiety and then attack that problem. But I do think that medication is necessary for people who, when they're getting the help, it's still debilitating. Extreme level, yeah. Is your anxiety like my first guess is like work related or like yeah? So recently, like now it's better, but like I had a bunch of issues with the house. My roof was leaking. I had rats. My AC broke. Like it was just one thing after the next. And then I was trying to refinance and then work. Financial stress. It was mainly financial. Yeah, if you had a million dollars, none of those would be problems. Right. Okay. But I mean, there were a few other things, but once I, when I actually stepped back and was like, okay, this is going on, this is going on. Um, And I had this experience after Juan Juan and I (laughs) broke up, I ended up in the emergency room because I was having heart palpitations. Yeah. And they did an EKG, they did all the things. And the woman was like, you're totally fine. Like, this seems to be a stress-induced heart arrhythmia. Like, are you stressed? And I was like, no, I because I didn't feel stressed. Yeah. And she said, well, has anything in life kind of changed or been different? I was like, well, my fiance dumped me. I bought a house, (laughs) whatever. And she was like, yeah, you have this, like, this is your body telling you you are stressed. Like, you need to acknowledge your feelings and cope with them and get past that. So I do think anxiety is real. I do think some people do need, um, support to deal with it whether that's therapy whether that's natural medicine like shrooms Mm -hmm. cannabis cannabis yeah um something like that or xanax prozac whatever it might be to help them Mm -hmm. yeah that's a good point it's it's definitely something we want to talk about another episode is this mental health and anxiety Mm -hmm. um but yeah i um agree because we talked about it and he, you don't really have it to the point where it's, you don't have it enough for it's debilitating. Like there's days where you're anxious and you're nervous. Like you're, yeah. you get a little bit, everybody has a little bit of sense of anxiety. Right. Um, but yeah, it got debilitating for me when I was having panic attacks on a flight where my arms would go numb. And that's when I was like, now I have a problem. Like before it was like, yeah, no, I'm having, I have bad anxiety. I need to like sit down and like calm myself down. Cause your heart starts racing but now the point where I'm getting on flights where I I really can't handle it without just like, I have to like do this whole process where I'm just like, everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. Or talk to somebody next to me if I'm not talking to somebody, if I get in my head. Because it's so crazy how powerful your brain is and how your brain can really like fuck you up. Like, and put you down this like path. And that's why people get anxiety and panic attacks because you're overthinking 
-hmm. and you're causing your heart palpitations you're causing like panic attacks and like literally the point when i had that panic attack where i told the flight like the stewardess had to come over she was like i told her my arms were all going numb she's like ma'am you're having a really bad panic attack that's what happens and i was like oh my god (laughs) so that's when i got like on anxiety Mm -hmm. i was like I mean, I mean, is it next? Yeah. I was like, okay, but I only take it when um, I'm flying because right. that's debilitating for me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I don't, I don't need it every day. Yeah, unless right. I need it as a safety net for something. But yeah, I think everybody does have anxiety though. Right. I think my fear is like, if you like have kids or something like that, like, like every, I think having anxiety is a normal part of life. Like we were talking about before, like just natural. So I think. I just worry that if you have a little bit of anxiety, say, oh, I'm anxious, and then the doctor gives you Xanax or whatever, you know, but, like, everyone's anxious. I agree with that. Same with, like, ADD or ADHD. Like, no one likes to sit there and read a history textbook. Like, you're going to think about other things. (laughs) No one fucking likes that. So, like, you're going to be distracted. It's hard to keep your attention on certain things. Like, so when does it become, like, an actual level that you need medicine instead of just the easy fixes? Here's your drugs. It's yeah. really great that it's way more accepting to talk about mental health, anxiety, all that, like ADHD, ADD. Um, it is tough because, like, if people really do have those issues, yeah. and other people yeah. talk about it like they have those issues, but they may not have it to that extreme, it kind of, kind of maybe can be frustrating for those people who have it to the extreme level that can't really speak. They're like, other people don't understand them because they're like, well it's probably okay everything's okay because everybody has it everybody yeah. has anxiety but it's like no i have it more intense though because of okay. this but sometimes when it gets more normalized which again is a great thing it it can really take somebody else down who has a true like adhd problem or ADD thing because now i think kids are getting more of those oh they're way more medication overly diagnosed i mean i taught the ESC class so I'll- majority of my kids in my class had been diagnosed with AD, ADHD, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I am not a physician. I did not go to medical school, like, by any means. But a couple of the kids in my class, I'm like, you don't have, like, you're just a seven-year-old boy. Right. Like, yeah, you know, so young. And one of my students definitely for sure had ADHD. And when he was not on his meds, was not okay but that's my point is he physically was not able to learn or focus at all mm-hmm. whereas the other kids they didn't take their meds they were fine they're just children they're, they're just distracted. right they want to talk they want to play but again i'm not a doctor yeah exactly i want to no, no. this and it's legitimately on it we're not saying that yeah no absolutely rather than need it it just seems like that's the easy fix for people no you made a good point though popping a pill is easier than spending an hour talking to someone and trying to sort through your feelings the root cause yeah 100 hey i mean it is nice we have access to all of these fun drugs big pharma (laughs) big pharma baby big pharma yeah all right guys we have let's oh wait you have one more question one more question all right one more question and then we're gonna close it down with their fun facts and one hidden gem because I really okay. want to share this one. Okay. <laughs> Two more hours and then we'll wrap this up. <laughs> well, I feel like this is kind of a loaded question, so you might have to edit yourself. Nice. Um, so you are 30. Barely. <laughs> okay. You are 30. You start, he's about to be 31, guys. 
I feel like comfortable by this question already. He's 32 oh, years 30. younger than me, FYI, not three. You are a solid five years my junior. As a wise elder, <laughs> I would like to know, um, nice. when you were younger, yeah. thinking like maybe 18 to 20, where did you think you would be at 30? And how is your life different now compared to where you thought you would be at that age? Because I feel like I know the female answer to this. I'm very curious about. Yeah, it's the female answer, like married kids. I mean, I'll be honest, when I was in my, when I was 18, I for sure was like, oh yeah, 28, I'll be married. I'll probably have a second kid by 30. Yeah. Wow, that's not crazy. Like we yeah. all, I thought, I thought the same thing. I didn't think I'd be well, not second, but I at least one. I did not think, and not that this is a bad thing, that I would have bought my my own house by myself, yeah. living single with two dogs at thirty. Right. I mean, I, I I'm very happy, but like that is not what I thought my life would be when I was 18, 19, 20. Yeah, mm-hmm. good question. I think the biggest difference, or from what I expected and what reality is. Like when you're 19, 20, whatever, you think of a 30 year old as like old, grown ass man, like an adult. <laughs> yeah. and I thought that at 30, I would have that feeling, I guess, just like everything's kind of figured out. You know what you want, you know what you're doing. You're like, I don't know, you own a house, you're just like a real, real adult. But now that I'm 30, I feel like not that different than when I was like 25 or whatever. It's like, it's just because you are who you are. Do you um, feel like now you're like, oh, well, when I'm 50, I'll be an adult. But then maybe when you're 50, you're going to be like, eh, when I'm 70, I'll have my shit together. <laughs> 90. Yeah. I mean, that's a good realization now. Like, it's not going to change that much. You're always going to kind of have questions about decisions you make or where you're at in life. And just like, you're always going to be, yeah, not that secure, I guess, or 100% confident that this is, you're always going to be improving. So I think that's a good thing. Um, yeah, when I was like 20, I guess you would think that I would have like a good job that I was like really proud of and then like, you know, like a house and stuff like that. I did an exercise when I was down in Peru, like listing stuff out that I would try to have when I was 30. So I was like 24 at the time. But they're mostly stuff that I do have, like a strong relationship, like a stable job that I like. Um, I thought I would have a boat. I have two kayaks though. I was gonna say if you put two kayaks together and you put a little troll motor on the back, it's kind of like a boat. Better than a boat. I know. We dream about boats. Yeah. So all that stuff, like where I would physically be at or what I would have, I think is there. But it's just like the mental. I don't feel thirty mentally. I don't feel like what I thought I would feel like when I was thirty. Do you think you'd be married by thirty? Um, maybe married, but no. It's more just. I think I would be like. And a strong relationship. relationship. Yeah. 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 Mm. Oh. Just a government document. Oh, yeah. Mm. Okay. But you were 18, 19? Did you think you had kids by now? 18, 19. Did you, yeah, you think by 30 you would have maybe one? Yes, day? probably. Yeah. I thought it would be, like I said, like a real adult, just like throwing kids in a stroller or something in the car. <laughs> I know what 30 year olds do. Don't, don't throw them in the stroller Toss into the car. There, Maybe yeah. put them in a car seat in the car, not the stroller. <laughs> He's an I didn't get into the fine details. But. He doesn't want to get into the fine details, uh, but he was an adult. He thought he was going to be an adult by 30. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You were but yeah, no, to your point, I don't think like, I'll be thinking that differently when I'm 40 or 50. Yeah. Like, I feel like, yeah. It is crazy. And I think that's like one thing about like this podcast, which I wish like 
I can like get more to like the tw- we can get more to the twenty year olds like the early just letting them know like mm-hmm. the stop rushing your freaking life like yeah because your twenties your hangovers are way easier than your thirties but like really shit doesn't change too much like I mean your mindset and the way yeah you, I mean yeah, your mindset and the way you think is like very different and you're you do become a little bit more a lot more of an adult in some sense and mature but. Yeah. nothing not a lot of changes i want to have my cousin on the podcast you might have to delete this section but it's fine um she's in her early 20s graduated college was working for a year or two hated her job she's decided to go back to school to be a nurse um but she's very much that like feminist kind of hippie gen z person and i think her perspective is uh is a good one mm-hmm. let's do it yeah What's your perspective as a 35-year-old looking back at your 30s and then or your 30-year-old and then looking forward to being 40? Oh, 40. <laughs> like when you're 25, 30 um, sounds just as awful. So. I honestly, like, I feel like I've had a really, my 20s were fun. Yeah. They were so yeah. much fun. There was I had some good relationships. I had some great adventures. Um... I lived in different cities. Like, I really feel like my 20s were great. Um, My early 30s, I was in a very serious relationship. At some point, I was Mm -hmm. engaged. I thought I was getting married and having kids. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, at that time, was very happy. Um, Now, looking at my life and thinking about 40, I think I'm more focused on what can I do in these next five years for me? So, like, where do I want to travel? Where do I want to be in my career? And I think as women, oftentimes we make decisions based on a family that doesn't exist. It's based Mm -hmm. on a family that we want to have. And I do think I did that for a long time. Um, Maybe I didn't travel somewhere I wanted to because I was like, well, I want to go there with a partner or I passed something up at work or maybe not in my current company, but I was offered a job. And I was like, well, it's not really very flexible. So if and when I have kids, yeah. it's not going to yeah. be great. And I think as women, we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot by planning our lives around a family that doesn't necessarily exist versus doing what we want to do for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So I think heading into 40, um, I want to do more for me. Yeah, do away with that old yeah. mindset. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. Stephanie, any thoughts? No, no. I mean, like where where I feel like I was in like my early twenties and like now. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, probably right, like similar. I don't know. Um, yeah, I thought I'd, I I pro- I thought I'd be married by now. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, when I was like in my late twenties, like. Th- like Definitely you think by your 20s, you're like, you think that's also older when you're 18, 19. Yeah. So, yeah, but it is funny how that changed very quickly. Well, by the time I got to 25, I was like, oh, okay. I'm still wasted on Emmett which is Sink in, or swim. Which is in Tampa. Like, yeah, by the way, best bar in Tampa when you're young. I was like, going to say, nope. Not now. Uh, not now. Can't catch me dead over there. Can't catch me. For, if you, if you pay long, me 100 bucks, I'll go. Don't twist my arm. Um, no, but I mean, yeah, I just thought like things would have been very different. But I, I, the way things ended up, I'm super happy how they ended up. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I was actually ready for it because I'm still like, shit, kids scare me to death. Um, yeah. 
do I want them? Yes. I just like, they scare me. So I think like the way it's worked out, it worked out well for me. And cause I'm still like, I was able to like, I'm still able to take this time to process a lot of things of what is important to me and what I want to do. Yeah. Fun fact. When you hit my age, you're halfway to 70. Oh my God. <laughs> Born. It's not bad. Well, halfway. My life is halfway over. Is that your fun fact? No. <laughs> cheers to Lauren's life. Halfway Lauren, cheers to you. She's halfway done. <laughs> All right, well, give us your fun facts. Fun facts. Fun facts. Frankie, go. I wasn't prepared. You guys didn't tell me about the fun fact. Oh. You guys go first. Okay. Do you have any in your brain? Yeah, I think I will. I feel like you definitely, you watch, we've been watching Planet Earth for the last, yeah, however long. Mm. I feel like you gotta have some fun facts. Yeah. I'll think of an animal. Very nice. Um, my fun fact is about Pringles. Okay. They are not potato chips. <laughs> yes, they fucking are. Um, the Next Food question. and Drug Administration will not let them call themselves potato chips because they are not. They are not made of potato what, slices. What are they made of? What are they, made they are of? made of dehydrated potato flakes that are then molded into that shape. They're made of what? Flakes? Dehydrated potato flakes. So, like, potato chips are like so potato, chip. potato slices. Wow. Okay. All right. Cool. That's my fun Did fact. Did you know about that? <laughs> and if you rub two Cool Ranch Doritos together, you can start a fire. Right. That's our camping tip. Two Doritos chips? Two. Yep. I'm Googling my fun facts. So. Okay. All right. Mine is um, Scotland has 421 words for snow. What? What? 421? Yeah, snow. Okay, Snowing. you're not going to say all 421. Yeah, let's go. Let's no, it. just one. I want to say a Flindricken. It's a Flindricken. light snow shower. Flindricken. And then one more. Flukra. Snow flowing in large flakes. So they have 421 words for it. Flukra. And was it Flindricken? This is, yeah. Flukra. It's a, sh a snow falling in large flakes. And then Flindricken, a slight snow shower. I'm going to text you guys next time it rains and be like, can y'all believe this Flindricken that's going on out here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot of, that's cool though. Languages have like different amount of words for different things. Yeah. Like even like love or like Spanish has two words for love. Going off of that. The in the word in the English language that has the most definitions is the word set, S-E-T. Hmm. Oh, cool. Yeah, cool. That is a good fun fact. All right, Frank, no pressure. What's your fun fact? How many dimples a golf ball has? 336. Everyone knows that one. 300. Okay, 31. <laughs> I thought it was 331, but whatever. I think it was 36. Oh, it's goddamn. What's the largest animal in the world? Stephanie, go. Elephant? Wrong. Blue whale. Nice. Lauren got it. Oh, gosh. I thought about Cause that. because of top fourth grade science. What, what? Nice. Boom. All right, guys. We got to be done with Wait. this. One hidden gem. Okay. One hidden gem. So sorry. Um, Next date night. This could be for you, too. Mm -hmm. If you like Asian food. It is called Lan Zoo Ramen Noodle House. It's off of Fowler. It's in a little strip mall. They mm -hmm. have hand-pulled noodles and soup dumplings. And their food is fire and it is not expensive at all. Like two people can have multiple meals and beers and you'd probably walk away paying 50 bucks. Will you plug them again? It is Lou, no, 
Lan Zoo Ramen Noodle House. Okay. Tim Terrace has a lot of like ethnic foods. I feel like they're really good. Yeah. What's well, the cell phone thing? I went to Babushka's, the Russian place in Tampa. People talk about that at my work because they're gonna open one in Tampa or something. Yeah, like where that. the old Boca was off Platt. Oh yeah, cool. Their Russian food is very good. But yeah, this Lanzu Ramen House is phenomenal. Hand pulled noodles, whatever that means, folks. 